Hi everyone, this is Danny. And this is Sharissa, ready to bring you Looking Up. Starting right after this next song. Looks up, his faith looks up, 
Well, good afternoon, my dear Faith FM looking up super duper listeners out there. So happy to know that you're out there, all four or five of you. And um, we are just thrilled to have your company this afternoon on yet another Looking Up show with the wonderful and most magnificent Shell and the growing and glowing and ever so wonderful Sharissa. Thank you, Danny. It's always a blessing to be with you. (laughs) She said that with clenched teeth. You couldn't see it, but I could see it. No, she can smile and laugh with clenched teeth all at the same time. Only women can do something like that. Now, how far are we, Sharissa? We like to get an update. 30 weeks. 30 weeks. So there's literally 10 weeks to go. We're on the countdown now, yeah. So you're like in the last quarter. (laughs) How exciting. This is like the last quarter. And you know what? The last quarter of footy yeah, in AFL like is like, it, it's, it's like the grand final quarter. Yeah. It all happens. The best part. It's the best part. So we can't wait. So, folks, we're in the last quarter and uh, we're just at the beginning of the last quarter and we'll update you next week on how we are going through that final that final premiership quarter, as they call it in AFL language. <laughs> well, folk, um, yes, we're not talking footy. We are talking, <laughs> looking up this afternoon in case you've tuned in and you thought you might have tuned in to uh, a recording of some football show. The AFL is well and truly over and Jesus is on his way, Sharissa. Amen. That's the good news. That's what we are looking forward to. And you know what? We're talking about last quarters in football. We are at the very end, I believe, Sharissa, of, of, of human history. Mm-hmm. And uh, the appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, surely must be just around the corner. What do you think? I think you're right, and it's an exciting time to be alive. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. So, folk, wherever you are joining us from on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon here where we are just outside of Newcastle, I'm not sure where you are, but um, it's beautiful. It's warm. It's like summertime. We've kind of gone like from winter to summer in the space of a yeah. week. We've kind of missed spring. Well, spring is well and truly set in. Yeah, it's 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 just a beautiful day. So, anyway, we're, we've got an incredible program today. Sharice is going to be taking us through a Bible study um, in connection with... Halloween. That's right. Very so, relevant with very, the uh, weekend. And with, exactly. So Halloween is just around the corner in a couple of days' time. So mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking current events in light of Bible prophecy as well. And we're going to be giving you our number to call in just a little bit. In fact, we can give it right now, Sharissa. The number to call, actually to text, is zero four triple eight one seven six two four. Okay, so that's our number. If you want to get in touch with us with a question, comment, prayer request, anything and everything, that's our Faith FM Looking Up number. So um, do get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Well, we've got a lot in store for you today. It's going to be another wonderful program on the Looking Up show. But in the meantime, before we continue, Ben Welther, make your home in me. Sit back and enjoy this beautiful piece and we'll be with you after that. Every fox a den, every bird a nest, but the Son of Man has no place to rest. Every heart a man, every king a throne, but the Word made flesh, no earthly home. Your burdens lie. 
Your yoke is easy. Your name is love, and your grace is free. My heart was locked, but you had the key. Make your home in me. Make your in me. Lord, you come to me in your homelessness, burning in your eyes. Such a great distress. Who will heal your wounds? enjoyed that. Welcome to those who are joining us in the last little bit and you missed our introduction. We want to give you a big warm welcome to the Looking Up show on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon here just outside of Newcastle where we are broadcasting this particular program to 99, Sharissa, 99 stations around mm-hmm. Australia are tuning in right now. So if there was one person listening <laughs> To those radio stations, or, or those, or those particular you know stations where there's the, these antennas broadcast. Even if there was one at each one, we got ninety nine people. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be amazing? It's more than five. That is more than five, four or five. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So folk, um, uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us with a comment, question, or prayer request, you can text us on what's that number, Sharissa? Zero four triple eight one seven six two four. Okay, so that, so you got that number, folk. You need to lock that into your phone. That is our looking up number. And in case you're wondering why we call it the looking up show, well, uh, uh, other than it's better to be looking up than looking down. But Jesus said, when you see all these things come to pass, speaking of 
signs in connection with his second coming. He said, look up because your redemption is drawing near. And Sharissa, we are just seeing monumental labor pains. We are. (laughs) Off the charts. Off the charts. Yep, they're getting closer together for sure. Yes, not only will yours get closer together (laughs) in about nine, ten weeks' time, but and well, you'll be able to tell us firsthand what that analogy from Jesus signifies. But anyway, we'll we'll deal with that when that time comes. Um, In the meantime, Charissa, uh, I do want to share with our listeners regarding my prophecies of hope for a troubled world series. Yes, please see how's that been going. Um, It's been going really well. Yes, there've been a a few folk that have come along that um, yeah, first time I've bumped into them. It's been really great. So it's being held at Morissette. Yes. Seventh-day Adventist Church or the Hillview Seventh-day Adventist Church, I should say, there in Morissette. And if you're interested, there are two more sessions in this series where we're exploring the three angels' messages of Revelation 14, God's final message of love to the world. So just four parts unpacking the entire series, the entire message. So I've been sort of doing an overview. Mm-hmm. And uh, this week is the second angel's message. We're looking at the fall of Babylon. And what that signifies. And in the final week, we're looking at the third angel's message, the mark of the beast, the image of the beast, uh, the number and the name of the beast, um, the commandment keepers of God, the seal of God, the mark of the beast. It's all happening. So can we watch We can yes, watch it online can. if yes, we can't can. get there in person? So Yes, absolutely. So if you can't get there in person, you can watch it um, live or you can watch it at a later time. Okay. We upload uh, the messages on our website. There's a website specifically for this. It's called discoverhope.info. Nice and easy. Mm, beautiful. Discoverhope.info. So if you go there, um, the first message should be up there and hopefully the one from Saturday should be up there if my um, wonderful um, web Master, is that what you call them? Webmaster, yeah. Rochelle, if she's managed to put it up, I probably need to check myself to see <laughs> if she has put up um, the one from Saturday. Hopefully she has. Um, otherwise, you can go to Hillview Streaming. Okay. Hillview Streaming is our church YouTube uh, page, and there it's already there. So Hillview Streaming, and um, and you look out from it from this last Saturday, October 22, which was a big, big day. It was. It was a wonderful day. We had a special afternoon program yeah. streamed online, actually. It was called The Great Appointment. Mm. And for those of you who are interested in history, on that day, October 22, in the year 1844, there was a very significant milestone reached as mm. far as Bible prophecy is concerned. Huge. Huge. And uh, it was known at the time as a great disappointment mm. because what many people believed was going to happen, the coming of Jesus, obviously did not happen. But it was through that appointment that God had another appointment, <laughs> disappointment, I should say. Mm. God had another wonderful appointment. A greater appointment. A ch- wonderful way of putting it. A uh, much greater appointment than they could have imagined. Yeah. I actually talked about this on Saturday in my message. That's how I began <laughs> my message. You want to know? You've got a wonderful church family. Yes, Danny, it's Rochelle, and the message is up. <laughs> oh, I don't believe it. Have mercy. God bless oh, you, Rochelle. Oh, man, alive. Just as well. I was and Margie speaking. says hi, too. Oh, she says Margie. there are many people listening. No, oh, the other one was Rochelle. Man, I didn't realize my church members listened to me because, I mean, they've got to you put better up behave. with me. They, they have to put up with me at church, you God know. God bless you all. So I'm thinking there's no way they're going to voluntarily listen and outside of the 11 a.m. Saturday morning time slot. I mean, no way in the world. I mean, 
you know, I know my wife, she avoids listening to me as much as possible. Um, so she enjoyed lockdown when she could be at home and not be at church because then she could listen to somebody else. No, just kidding, just kidding. No, no. No, hopefully she's not listening, otherwise I'll be in real trouble. Rochelle, you're listening. You Good might be you. fasting for a little while. Uh, Rochelle, Rochelle, I'm really blessed. Rochelle, if you're listening there, let me just continue seeing that you're listening. She is my personal ministries leader. Oh, wonderful. Uh, my evangelism leader there at the Hillview Church, and she does a break. She's, like, real passionate. She's also a part-time LE, mm. so she's out there on the doors sharing the good news of hope, uh, sharing books. And if anyone is interested in wonderful spiritual books to prepare them for the soon return of Jesus, Rochelle is the one you want to contact, especially if you're in this area, you know, in the Morissette area. So she come to Hillview so they can meet her. Yeah, come to Hillview. You'll meet her. She's there on the desk giving away books. Yeah, we've been giving away books at the at the at the seminar Good as well. You. Yep, we gave away Steps to Christ the first time round. Beautiful books. Yeah. Then last week we gave away Desire of Ages, mm-hmm. and this week we're giving away um, the Hope Book. So if people want a freebie. They come to. They, and we've got food at the end of each program. Uh, sold. Yeah, we've got food at the end of each program. So you can't beat it. It's the best no. deal in town on it a is. Saturday morning. So anyway, folks, discoverhope.info. Um, all the information's there, and I would love to see it. Now, that was a big plug, wasn't that it? That was huge. I guess I'm on the radio, so I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, Sharissa, um, there's, there is so much going on there um, in connection with the coming of Jesus, which is there what is. this show is all about. Amen. We're all about lifting up the trumpet and letting it ring. Jesus is coming again. <laughs> I'm about to break into song, but I won't. I'm about, <laughs> because that'll turn those five listeners away. <laughs> Plus Rochelle. <laughs> so, and Margie. Welcome, Margie. Good to have you on board. Amen. All right. Now. Let's talk about what's been what's been making news from a prophetic point of view. Well, there's always the natural disasters that continue to happen. A lot of people um, being affect, affected by floodwaters here in our own country, our own backyard. Uh, looking here at the news in Melbourne, they're expecting some more wet weather on the way. So there are flood warnings all over Victoria and different places and, um, you know, this is, again, part of a disrupted pattern of weather that we're seeing. But uh, around the world, there's all kinds of disrupted weather that are affecting crops, mm. um, that affect economies and lives and the price of groceries and all of these things. So, yeah, that's another sign of the coming of Jesus being soon. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, on that, I remember watching a Channel 9 news clip and the Channel 9 news clip was describing Victoria with these current floods that they are sadly in. Um, not just Victoria, you've got New South Wales and even up in Queensland, um, especially in that inland New South Wales. They're really getting smashed, places like Moree in particular. Mm-hmm. If there's any listeners out there, we're praying for you. Our prayers are with you. Here we're talking about beautiful sunny weather. and You may be having sunny weather there, but you may be in the midst of a of a cleanup, and um, yeah, I've never been part of a cleanup after a flood, as mm. in my home's never flooded. I can imagine that would be really taxing. But this was a, a, a head, <coughs> excuse me, a headline. Um, Victoria, this is Channel Nine. Channel Nine. This was their headline: Victoria, one in one thousand year flood event. Mm. One in a thousand year. Can you believe it? Like, I mean, I've got no idea how they even go back to a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Used to be like once a decade. Once in a lifetime, one in a hundred years, 
one in 200 years. This is like one in a thousand years of, wow. of what was happening there. And there was this massive, you know, downpour just in Lilydale, about 50 kilometres outside of Melbourne. Mm. Um, they just smashed the city, you know, flooding. Um, like, it was just like a sudden downpour. So the thing is, we, we've always had natural disasters. We've always had floods and so forth, but never on this scale. Mm. And around the world. I mean, just just before coming here, um, I had a look and there was one um, there was one news item from Bangladesh. Yep. Um, there's a, a, what do you, not a hurricane, what do they call them there? Monsoon? Yes. I think it's a monsoon. Went through Bangladesh and 10 million people are without power right now as we speak. And so there's more and more of these things taking place. And Jesus told us, that there would be an escalation mm. or there would be a cascading of crises, as I call it. There totally is, yeah. especially, I mean, there's a pretty bad drought going on in California right now. Still going, yeah. Still that, going. That's been going for the last 20 years. People, yeah, I'm reading here, people are struggling to pay for water. They can't drink, which is contaminated anyway. Wow. It's affecting the migration of birds and there's been, this is the, one of the driest years um, on record apparently. And they're expecting more drought in the future. So we got the floods, they've got the drought. I have have family over there. So they're always saying send the water. Exactly, in Europe. And then we've got, you know, we've got the the economic crises around the world. I mean, our treasurer, he he gave us his budget, you know, Mm -hmm. last night. I watched a little bit of it while I was sort of cleaning up and eating dinner and washing up and so forth. And I just, I heard a little bit snippets of it. And I heard him say that, you know, we are, we're, a, we're on the verge of experiencing the third worldwide recession in 15 years. Wow. Like, get your head around that. Three in 15 yep. years. The first one, the GFC, 2007, 2008. Then a couple of years ago, you know, when COVID hit, 2020, you know, mm-hmm. we're, 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 barely, we're barely out of COVID. Um, not that we're completely out of it, but, but it's pretty much behind us. And whammo, you know. Mm-hmm. We're, we're hitting this, you know, economic crisis that they are saying is going to be far worse than what, what COVID brought to town mm. um, and the GFC. So, so the, you know, and the energy crisis, um, you know, the war in Ukraine, they, 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 they keep telling us that it's potentially going to escalate and potentially go nuclear even. There's a dirty bomb that they're talking about, right? So, I mean, so when you look at all these things, Charissa, yep. it's, easy, it's easy to be depressed and discouraged and completely despondent unless you knew from Scripture that this is how it will be immediately prior to the coming of Jesus. And that is why Jesus said, look up. That's right. I like that. You know, I've been thinking a lot about birth. (laughs) I wonder why. (laughs) And it's a little bit like... glowing. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit like, you know... The contractions, mm. they're all very normal. It's mm-hmm, going mm-hmm, to happen mm-hmm. before the baby comes. And so it is, you know, these things will happen. Yeah. But the end is that Jesus is coming. And that's the greatest yeah. thing to look forward to. Absolutely. And, and I love what Jesus said. He said, you know, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars, nation rise against nation. But he says, the end is not yet. That's right. The end is not yet. And then he says, but this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Amen. So So the greatest sign is the gospel going to the whole world? And Sharissa, the reality is people down through history have been more receptive to the good news of the gospel in times of crises. So true. 
when know, we realize the ground that we stand on isn't solid, yep. we look for other you know, places of the, security. The old saying of, you know, the, it's hard to find an atheist in a foxhole, mm-hmm. you know, that comes out of World War One, and, you know, the, the soldiers there in those trenches that became known as foxholes. You know, when there's bombs, you know, falling all around you, you know, you become religious very, very quickly. True. And the Bible actually says that is where we'll be heading. Mm-hmm. This world will become more and more religious as things get out of control. And I think of the story of Jonah. Mm. You know, the story of Jonah is interesting because the ship is sinking. And what does the captain say? Everyone cry out to your own God. Mm. I don't care who your God is. I really don't care. We need supernatural help. We need supernatural help. (laughs) Cry out to your own God. And Jonah was asleep. And I'm wondering if the people of God are asleep. Anyway, There's a sermon there. A, there is a I sermon. I feel like you found a sermon. Oh, I've got a sermon. I've got plenty of sermons to <laughs> preach, just not enough time to preach them. But, um, but anyway, we're going to have a lot more. But is there anything else you want to share? We've got about 40-odd 40, 40 seconds left. Uh, just real quick, this is, an, uh, this is an interesting one, sign of the times and just the advance of technology and, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. the opportunities. Did you know that Coles is now doing drone deliveries of groceries to people in Brisbane? Wow. You can like drone, if, drone. So if you were cooking something, let's say you yeah. needed more marmite, you can order it, and a drone can deliver it Have to you. Mercy. They just started this. Yeah. Wow. Is this real? Yeah, it's real. Unbelievable. I mean, it's in the news. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be true. It's got to be, it's true. Gotta be <laughs> true if it's in the news. Yeah. Um, wow, that's amazing. Look, yeah, definitely. You know, it's incredible what what's happening with technology. But and, we can um, use the technology for the gospel. Absolutely, the internet. And the radio. Absolutely. Discoverhope.info. Have I mentioned that? (laughs) What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, we've got a whole heap more that we want to share with you in the next segment after this bit of music and the news. In the meantime, rivers and robots, white as snow. News and we'll be back with some more. So I cling to the Lamb who has purchased me with his song. Stand in his righteousness, washed by his mercy and Though I fail a thousand times, Lord, your mercies are new every morning. So wash my heart clean, let my spirit. Steadfast and strong and All my sins Like scarlet Will be white As snow Though they're in line Crimson they will be As wool All my sins Like scarlet Will be white As snow Though they're in line Crimson 
wash over me, clean my heart, clean my mind, clean my eyes. All my sins lie scarlet, will be white as snow, though they're in like crimson, they will be as wool. All my sins lie scarlet, will be white. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Do you have a Bible question you need answered? Send it in to 0491-064-669 and it will get answered on the breakfast show. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Looking unto Jesus We're on the Looking Up show, my dear friends, with Sharissa, Shell, and Danny on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. We just want to welcome any latecomers. You are most welcome. If you're listening for the first time, a big warm welcome. Sharissa. Yes. <laughs> how can they contact us, our, our listeners, those who maybe don't have the number? You can text us on our very own program number, 0488-17624. Fantastic. And um, once again, we have a giveaway this week, Sharissa. We do indeed. And I should probably announce yeah, what that is. We, give it a plug. Give it a plug. Uh, this is a book by Gerald Wheeler. It's entitled Beyond Death's Door, The Hope of Reunion. And the little blurb about it says that death is a part of life. People have been trying to comprehend death for millennia. Nearly every culture known to humanity has put forth some theory of what happens to a person after life. But who knows what really happens? Not one of us alive today has experienced death firsthand. Although the Bible has much to say on the subject of death, there are several conflict conflicting views of the afterlife which one is actually biblical and which view does science support this is the book that will answer that question so mm. um, we will i'm not quite sure how many copies we have of this we have wow shell just told us 10 copies available that's pretty special Oh, I couldn't believe it. She held up both <laughs> hands and all the fingers were showing. <laughs> Shell, Shell so was challenging copies. me to see if I can count beyond five, which there I'm good go. at getting up to five, but getting to ten is a real challenge. Yeah. But because I know that she's yeah, got five. ten fingers, that was like, yeah. Instant ten. So yeah. wow. uh, we'll release ten the code books. word, I guess, in a yeah. later second. Later on, yeah. So, folk, uh, just stay tuned. And when we release the code word, the first 10 listeners to text us the code word, 
will get that book. And today, what are we going to be talking about today? Just uh, just are, to let them know. We are talking about Halloween. Mm. The history of Halloween. Is it biblical? What should our response be? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're going to talk all things Halloween. Wow, fantastic. So that's going to be a very, very important, very relevant study. All right, let's continue on talking about current events in light of Bible prophecy. Um, do you have anything else you want to share before I rattle off my, I think 50, you should start my rattling. 50 other items? You can rattle and I'll just bounce from <laughs> All here. All right. This is, um, well, let's talk a little bit about the, the U.S. midterms. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, most, most Australians aren't too interested in Australian politics, let alone politics from America or anywhere else. That's just the way we are. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, in Australia, you know, we have the election. On Saturday, well, there's pre-polling, but generally speaking, most people rock on up to vote on the Saturday. And by the Saturday night, we know who's going to be in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in America, things get drawn drawn out. You know, it's like a whole production over there. It's like a whole TV soap opera. Yeah. Um, it just goes on and on forever. Anyway, um, with those um, unnecessary introductory comments, <laughs> the midterm elections, and we've got we've got Shell here, so she'll be able to fact check me as I'm saying. But the midterm elections, as I did a bit of research this week, are extremely important, extremely important, because this is where um, all of the House of Representative seats are up for grabs. So there's like 435 seats. Is that correct, Shell? I think it's 435. Yeah, she's nodding. Um, so this is right across the United States. Here in Australia, we've got about 151 seats in our um, House of Representatives. And, um, yeah, they're all up for grabs. There's a whole bunch of Senate seats. So they've got a House of Reps, um, which they call the House, and then they've got the Senate, similar system that we have here in Australia. Um, there's also mayors that are up for re-election um, and, and, and a host of other, um, you know, uh, leaders within communities. So it's a big deal. It changes the landscape, the political landscape of the nation. So there's a lot of excitement um, and there's a lot of talk. That's what they're focused on. That's happening in a couple of weeks' time, mm-hmm. so the midterms. And um, so at the moment, at the moment in the US, you've got the Democrats. They they basically are in charge of everything because obviously they've got the president. Yep. Um, they've got the House. Uh, majority, not by much, but they've got the House majority and they've got the slimmest of majorities in the Senate. It's literally like the Senate is 100 seats, so two from each state in the United States. There's 50 states, so two senators from each state are elected. And so it's 50-50, but Kamala Harris, who is the chair, she has the deciding vote. So there, you know, if things change, if all of a sudden the Republicans win both the House and the Senate, it's going to be a very different story. And, um, and the, reason, the reason why there's a lot of talk this time is because the United States is in a real crisis. Like, you know, we're in a crisis here in Australia, but nothing like the US. Um, in the last year, they've had two and a half million migrants illegally cross. Mm-hmm. Two and a half million. You do the numbers, what that is per week. Um, their inflation is far worse than us, than we wear out. Their economy is in a real state, in a real bad state. Crime is going through the roof. Mm. You've got, um, you know, this woke culture, leftist immorality is going through the roof. It's just on a different level, including in some states, kindergarten students are given sexual education. Mm. Kindergarten kids, they're five-year-olds. 
It's crazy. It shouldn't be. No kid in primary school should be exposed to that at that age. It's inappropriate. Yet this is taking place. There, 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 there's drag queens in schools. There's all sorts of stuff. It's, it's just, and I won't go on and on, but it's just, it's just out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the polarization. Then there's the natural disasters that have been suffering. So the United States wow. is at a real tipping point, at a mm-hmm. real tipping point. And more and more Republicans are saying we need to get this nation back to God. We have to get this nation back to God. There's just no other way forward. We are sinking, and unless God intervenes, we are toast, including um, just today I was watching this interview um, from a would-be uh, a candidate for mayor of Arizona. Her name is Kari Lake, a very well-spoken lady. And at the end of her interview, um, she said, we need God back in our country. And so this is really interesting because this plays into what I shared earlier, mm-hmm. Sharice, and I'm kind of going on a little bit here, but this is important because this plays into Bible prophecy. Remember earlier, before the break, I said that, you know, um, religion is going to play a key part at the end of time, according to the book of Revelation. Yes. And there's a book, The Great Controversy, which I'd encourage everyone to read. That's the book we're giving away, not this Saturday, but the last Saturday when we talk about you know, the concluding events of human history there at the, at, at the Discover Hope program. But the book, The Great Controversy, over and over again in those closing chapters, speaks of the people as well as um, government leaders bringing in laws in order to bring God back into the nation mm. because of immorality, because of crime, because of the country going off the rails. It's a little bit like a pendulum. It's exactly. starting to swing back. It's starting to swing. So the pendulum has gone so far to the left, so far to the left. I mean, to, to the point where a New York judge, a New York judge um, is what well, was contemplating that the time has arrived to legalize polygamy. What? Yeah, this was a New York judge. You know, he said it's, wow. it's time to legalize polygamy. Well, you got to send me that. Yeah. I'm interested but, in that. But you know what? That that makes perfect sense, Sherry, so we shouldn't be surprised because as soon as you move away from the biblical foundation of marriage between anything one goes. man and one woman, it's anything goes. You've lost your standard. You've lost your definition. That's it. That's it. The compass is out wow. the door. It's a slippery slope and anything goes and, and anything is possible. Yeah. So... You know, one day, one day, if time lasts, you'll be able to marry your dog. <laughs> you know, I think people have done that, actually. <laughs> well, they've tried, but it's not legal. It's yeah. not legal. But one day, that'll be legal. Yeah. Because, I mean, who are you to say? Who are you to say that I can't marry my dog or I can't do something crazy like that mm. when it comes to marriage? When you redefine marriage, the floodgates open and anything goes. Mm, very so, interesting. So, yeah, we are at the point of potentially the pendulum swinging to the other side. As Bible prophecy says, it will. Now, whether it happens this time or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we have gone so far to the left. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned something about abortion. Yeah, I've got it, just got it here. There's, um, it's The title says, New Progressive Voter Guide Scores Midterm Candidates on Climate and abortion rights. And this lady who's Karen, her name is Karen Strickler. She heads up this group. She said in a statement that on June 24, you know, when the U.S. Supreme Court took away American women's essential right to bold, boldly autonomy, 
to bodily autonomy, sorry, to bodily autonomy when they overturned Roe versus Wade. Listen to this. She says, just like climate change, the inevitable compulsory pregnancy that results from losing access to abortion poses an existential threat to Americans. She continued, it threatens women's lives and health, imposing crippling economic hardships on them, their partners and their families. And she noted that, quote, Unwanted pregnancies and births stress the environment, driving climate change and related weather extremes. Wow. Can you believe that? So having a baby. I've never thought that you would join those two dots. (laughs) Well, they did join the dots when it came to COVID. Um, You remember they were saying that COVID COVID outbreak and climate change were linked. Many linked these two events. Um, And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. it is interesting. Talking about climate change, COP27 there from Egypt is coming up real, real soon. And, folk, we're going to be doing a special during those two Wednesdays of COP27. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be looking in particular at, at the climate, Bible prophecy, um, and a whole bunch of issues that surround because there's just so much going on in that space. Anything else from you before I share a couple of other no, things? I think it's all to you. Okay. It's interesting. <laughs> this was from the ABC um, News website, and this was the headline, uh, Billionaires, and uh, well, let me say it. it, said these billionaire preppers are planning for the apocalypse. Mm. Here's why. And um, they, they ran a story on billionaires. Okay, so these are your multi, multi-rich people in the world. There's not too many of them around. Um, they are investing millions and millions of dollars in so-called safe countries like, you know, New Zealand and um, and some other uh, other parts of the world where if there was to be you know, a nuclear holocaust, um, a nuclear Armageddon, as they referred to it, um, they would be saved in their bunkers. And so their bunkers um, that they're creating, that they are building, you know, to, to spare them from, from, from total you know, disaster and annihilation. I mean, they've, they've got everything. They've got swimming pools. They've got studios. They're, they're not just a bunker. Mm. Um, they're like you know, a resort, um, because these people obviously, you know, don't have issue with money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's interesting that there's more and more of these preppers. They're called preppers. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I'm interested in preparing for the coming of Jesus. <laughs> so I'm a mm-hmm. prepper. I'm a prepper, but for the coming of Jesus. I like that. And to prepare others. So we all ought to be preppers. Yes. But not not building bunkers, um, but instead pointing people to Jesus and inviting people to look up. Amen. So that was that. Um, yeah, we need to pray for our fellow Australians. Um, I mentioned earlier the budget. Yeah, it's interesting that, um, yeah, some, some very significant um, challenges that we face, according to our treasurer, and we need to pray for our government leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, we really need to pray for them. And so, yeah, there's some serious challenges um, on the way, and, you know, we're, we're being told that more and more. Now, when it comes to peace and safety, I have to share this. Okay. okay. The cry of peace, or the cry for peace, um, just two days ago, actually, no, from Sunday to, to Tuesday, where are we? We're Wednesday today, so Sunday to Tuesday, from the 23rd to the 25th of October, the cry for peace um, summit was held there in Rome, and uh, this is the 36th summit that was held, and um it, it invited, you know, all religions and cultures in dialogue. So you've got, you know, different religions around the world and, um, and cultures and political leaders 
and other important leaders went to Rome to discuss peace, the cry for peace. And it's interesting. I thought of First Thessalonians chapter five, verse three. It says, "When they say peace and safety, sudden destruction. They're sudden destruction, like labor pains. Wow, like labor pains upon a pregnant woman." So it's interesting that there's more and more talk of of peace. Mm-hmm. And guess who initiated this program thirty six years ago? John Paul II. Wow. Um, in, the, in the town of Assisi, Pope Francis has taken that name from Assisi. There's a whole like, Come whole, on, that's yeah. Interesting. Francis of Assisi. Yeah. Um, so that's where it began. He was a man of peace. He was one that reached out to others, was this Saint Assisi. I mean, this Saint Francis who yep. lived in Assisi. And so it's interesting that Pope Francis, um, he's taken on board this this name because he wants to be he wants to be the the spokesperson you know the the moral peace leader and that's just as bible prophecy said it would be so that's really really interesting um yeah a whole bunch more that we can say on that but we probably will when we deal with that in the next uh, week or two yeah so that's probably enough for today because we are pretty much out of time and we need to get into our bible study which everyone is looking forward to on halloween and so this is a beautiful song from Lady Love Smith and Reggie Smith. Marvel not at what I say. I just love this song. Beautiful. Smith and Reggie Smith, marvel not at what I say. Beautiful song. And that's from that CD. I love that Um, CD. Pillars pillars of the faith. Pillars of our faith. Pillars of our faith. Uh, (laughs) I knew you had pillars in there and faith in there. So it's a beautiful CD. And you can go online. You can go online and listen to the entire album, Um, Pillars of Our Faith. Just go into YouTube, Google, 
the Google that that title, and you'll be able to listen to all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there, there's one in particular that I love. Which and one? That's the one with the vision of heaven. Oh, okay. You know which one I'm talking about? No. <laughs> Is it though? I have fixed my mind. Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. I have one. fixed my mind. Yeah. You know, and just just that heavenly picture. Yeah. You know that that God gave to Ellen White, just very powerful, very very powerful. And um, so yeah, yeah, that that that's I've said that would be my favorite song on yeah. that album. Yeah, I mean they're all great. They're all just. I think it was the words of William Miller, was it? I have um, fixed my mind on another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that were the words of William Miller. Yep. Yeah, that's a beautiful. Um, and song. today, and today, and today. Yeah. Until he comes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very powerful. And um, and by the way, folk, if you missed um this last Saturday's um. Production, well, yeah, call it a production. It was a drama. There was singing. There was even a message from um, Dr. Wendy Jackson. Um, the Avondale University Church. Go to their website, Avondale University Church, or to their YouTube, and you'll be able to find the entire program from Saturday. Um, just looking at, just, you know, taking us back in time to, you know, the lead up to the great disappointment, um, William Miller. And 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 what took place, and it was really well done. I was I was I was really blessed. I was, it was so so well done. I'd encourage everyone. It goes for quite a while, uh, about an hour and forty five fifty minutes, the whole thing. But it's well worth it. There's hymns interspersed um, with the drama, and it's just so so well done. So mm. well done. One of the best um, dramas. Um, productions on this theme that I've that I have ever witnessed. So well done, if anyone's listening from Avondale University Church. Um, well done, guys. Um, a great blessing, and hopefully it'll go viral, and many <laughs> will hear about it. Or you can watch the, or you can watch the whole story. Tell the world. Yeah. Um, on YouTube, it goes for about two and a half hours. It's true. It's very powerful. The it's in a movie. Yeah. It's powerful. So um, it, might, it might inspire you. It will inspire you. It will inspire you. So let's tell the world. Yeah. Well, uh, we could just before the Bible study, we could probably give away the. Yeah, let's the, do it. Let's yeah. do it. Absolutely. So in the previous uh, segment, we told everyone we have 10 prize giveaways today for the first 10 people to text in the code word to our number 0488817624. And the prize is this book called Beyond Death's Door, The Hope of Reunion. It's written by Gerald Wheeler. It answers the big questions about what happens when you die. Uh, what does the Bible say? And does science support what the Bible says? It's very important if, you have, if you're interested in this subject that you understand these, this truth. And so you're going to love this book as it explores this, this subject as well from the Bible. Mm. So the code word today is... Halloween. How do you spell that? I had to write it down. <laughs> it's H A double L, so Hall. Okay. O W double E N. Okay. Halloween. Halloween. H A double L O W double E N. Halloween. There you go. So there if you, you text Halloween to zero four triple eight one seven six two four, no emojis, just that word then you will be in the running to receive today's gift. Amen. Amen. Well. Over to you, my friend. All right. Well, would you open with prayer for us? Sure. Loving Father in heaven, we are about to move into our Bible study now, Lord, um, and we ask and pray that as we deal with this subject, uh, Lord, 
It's an important one. Um, it's one that comes around in particular every year, and not just Halloween, but, Lord, everything associated with it, mm. uh, what the Bible teaches on life after death and, and, and matters in, in connection with that. Lord, we need to know the truth because we know that the enemy will seek to use people's misunderstanding um, or, or, or lack of lack of truth uh, to deceive in the end. So, Father, we need to know the truth. So as we open your word, open our hearts and our minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, um, I don't know if you've seen a lot of decorations going up in the stores. Absolutely. For Halloween. Yes, I have. Um, actually. Well, I, I don't go to the shops much. No, you might not. I'm allergic to the shops. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I, I have seen a little bit. Okay. Well, when I went to Costco... That's where I saw it. I went to, <laughs> there was this I went giant to witch. Did you see that? I think I did. It was huge. And it's actually gone now. They've got their Christmas things up already. <laughs> Praise the but, Lord. But uh, yeah, apparently every year we are spending billions of dollars. At least they do in America. They spend billions of dollars. It's really big in America. Yeah. Huge. Uh, on this holiday. And approximately $350 million is spent on Halloween costumes alone. Um, but that's for pets. <laughs> so that's how it's been in the past, and this is it's huge in America. It's becoming a lot bigger here, I'm finding. It is. I don't know if it's the same in your neighborhood. It is, yeah. The kids come out um, often accompanied you know, by an adult, um, most of them dressed up in costumes and so forth, and they do their trick-or-treating. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't – for me, it's always a strange thing why people get excited about this particular holiday because – it's not really nice seeing ghosts and witches and the kids. Some of them look a bit scary. They do, and yet we seem to be fascinated by Halloween mm. and by all the hype that goes with it. And so, uh, well, yeah. Well, talking on that, um, Disney, our friends at Disney, which oh boy, don't get me started on Disney and um, and how and how the enemy is using Disney these days through spiritualism, in particular children's cartoons. Um, I've, I've had a bit to say on that in the past and probably will again. But anyway, they've put out a book specifically for 8 to 12-year-olds mm, yeah. and it's called Hocus Pocus uh-huh. Spellbook, A Guide to Spells, Potions and Hexes for the Aspiring Salem Witch. Wow. This is from Disney. Can you believe it? It's like they're just, they're just in your face with sorcery and witchcraft for 8 to 12-year-olds. There's 150 pages or so, and, you know, some of the stuff is just horrendous. You know, they, they, they teach children what to say, mm. spells. They literally, wow. they literally have written out spells, including the Latin sort of formula for what they ought to say at the end for this spell to come through. Mm, this is like as this is as occultish as satanic and and I just can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's important that we know the history behind this day. I mean, Halloween is not, I'm hesitant to even call it a holiday because uh, the word comes from holy day and there's nothing holy about Halloween at all. But if you do your research, you'll discover that this hasn't always been an excuse for kids to dress up and yell trick or treat and get neighbors mm-hmm. to give them candy. In fact, once upon a time, this was a deadly serious occasion. Some claim that this holiday 
holiday can even be traced back to about 2,000 years. That's That would take you as far back to the time of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in the neighborhood yep. there. Uh, it was originally called, you know, All Hallows' Eve. Have you heard of that? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Halloween was first celebrated by the Celts in Ireland in a festival that took place on the eve of Celts's of on the eve of the Celts's New Year that began on November one, mm. so that's why it's on October thirty one. At the time, it was a belief that they held in spirit possession, and it was this, it was quite universal this belief. And the rituals of Halloween were seen as a means of warding off demonic capture. So you know, you've got parents, um, you know, innocently many of them, you yeah, know, most um, of them have no idea, have no idea, but the history behind it is just really dark and mm. really, really evil. Well, what happened on this particular day is part of warding off evil spirits. On the thirty-first of October, a festival, and I've got notes here, so I'm just reading here you. Go for it. This is very interesting. A festival would take place that honored Samhain, the Celtic Lord of Death. This time of year for them was the beginning of winter in the Northern Hemisphere and the leaves were falling. It was getting darker earlier. The temperatures were dropping and the Celts believed that their sun god was losing strength and Samhain, this is the Lord of Death, was overpowering the sun god. Additionally, the Celts also believed that on this day, Samhain allowed the spirits or souls of those who had died in the previous year to return and choose a body which they could possess for the next 12 months. 12 months being the period of time before they could peacefully pass into the afterlife. So a whole lot of crazy stuff comes out of... That's that's very dark and disturbing. It is. They literally believed that the spirits of the dead rose out of their graves, wandered about the countryside trying to return to their former homes. Wow. Spooky. (laughs) It's very spooky. And so it was on this night, on the New Year, Halloween, that the Druids, which is the name for the Celtic priests, uh, they ordered all families to put out of their to put out their household fires. And the idea of this was to make their homes as cold and undesirable for any disembodied spirit that might be lurking around. So they wouldn't want to come to their home. <laughs> the fur- to further frighten away the-, the spirits, Celtic families dressed themselves up as demons, goblins, witches, and in animal skins. Then they would noisily parade inside and outside their homes and all in an effort to keep these spirits at bay. You're kidding me. This is the history of Halloween. Unbelievable. Uh, The ritual would continue in a central public place. A Druid priest would often build a huge New Year's bonfire, which was also to simultaneously honor the sun god for the past summer's harvest and further frighten away the evil spirits. And this bonfire was of oak branches, which they also considered sacred. The costumed villagers would gather, and as they did, they'd proceed to visit all the houses in the village any unfortunate villager who was deemed by appearance or previous behavior to be possessed by a spirit, they were cast into the bonfire and burned alive. Are you serious? Yes. They did this? Yes. It's a wicked, <sighs> wicked um, oh, history. This is horrible. And so you've got people and animals screaming, crying in agony because they've been supposedly demon-possessed and so they've got to burn. And uh, while they're being burned to so death. So that was all legal. The authorities yeah. allowed this to happen. Well, this is a long time ago. Yeah, times are very different, but yeah. Wow. Um, and so while that was happening, while they're burning to death, the Druids, 
and their costumed followers dance and chant and jump through the flames. This was all to serve as a lesson to other spirits contemplating human possession. And at the same time, it was a convenient way for villagers to rid themselves of people they didn't like. So, oh, wow. Cats, is... horses, sheep were also offered as sacrifices in burned in wicker cages as part of this diabolical tradition. I don't think we've got anything that matches that as far as cruel, inhumane, evil. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is like, I, I can't think of anything worse, really. Mm. That, that was legalized. And so you're telling me today, people who are celebrating Halloween, this is the background. This is the background to this, this day. Mums and dads, if you've just heard this incredible, um, I don't even know what to call it, this incredible insight from where Halloween originates, you definitely need to think twice before you allow your children to be involved in this. Mm. I mean, the, imagine imagine we had a, a, a day where we went trick or treating um, sort of to celebrate to celebrate the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be, you know, imagine that. That would be horrible, you know, mm-hmm. and that would be people would be aghast. Mm-hmm. But yet, this was a holocaust of a type, wasn't it? Yeah. People were being killed. Yeah. Um well, what about the trick or treating? Where that, did that come from? Have you got something I've on got that? I've got something coming up. Okay. That's coming. Okay, that's coming because I'm thinking, how on earth did we get to that point? Because I know there's so much connection. Well, folk, whew, I don't know about you. I need to take a break. I need to take a break. Well, Carly Fletcher, sleep sweetly, and we definitely need to hear this. And we'll be back. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised in Must put on incorruption, this mortal must put on immortality. So sleep sweetly until he comes, he's coming soon to wake you up. Sleep sweetly until he comes.
listening to Carly Fletcher sleep sweetly, and she certainly does have a beautiful voice. A sweet she voice. Does. She's such a blessing, and we're so blessed to have her music on the Looking Up show. Amen. Well, Sharissa, we all needed to take a break, <laughs> including me. That was pretty heavy, what you shared regarding the origins of what today is becoming more and more popular to celebrate, and that is Halloween. Mm. Um, this is as evil as evil can get. I mean, I did not realize the extent of it until you read what you did. Mm. Some of our listeners would probably be also in a bit of shock. Um, can you believe we've gone this far? The enemy, the enemy has completely desensitized us, has completely desensitized us, and the enemy has simply suggested that all this hocus-pocus, according to that Disney book, is just a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. All a bit of fun. You know, you know this, uh, j- just reading you know, the little description on the Disney website where you can purchase this book. It says, you know, dive into the world of Disney's hocus-pocus with this stunning spell book. Fans of the annual Halloween favorite Hocus Pocus will love this enchanting title featuring spells, potions, witch history, and more. Wow. (laughs) I mean, you know, the enemy at the very beginning of time, the serpent, he told Eve, you know, conversing with him, having a bite to eat from this forbidden tree with just a little bit of innocent fun, Mm -hmm. a little bit of innocent fun. What harm could it do? And sadly, that's where a lot of parents are, a lot of Christian parents, and I'm talking to the Christian parents in particular right now, they think that, you know, these Disney productions, these Disney cartoons that have... that harmless. have ...are harmless, they're innocent, they're, you know, the kids enjoy them, they're a good babysitting device, mm. but your children are literally sitting at the feet of the devil. And I know I'm sort of using pretty heavy-duty language, but that's the reality. Yeah. Because the Bible especially in the Old Testament, God forbids anything to do with um, magic, sorcery, witchcraft, trying to communicate with the dead and so on and so forth. I mean, at the point of death, it's mm-hmm. that serious because mm-hmm. you're dealing with the devil himself. You're conversing, you're playing games with the devil himself. And when you do that, you're going to get burnt, seriously burnt every single time. Personally, I think that... As Christians, we should have nothing to do with zero Halloween. Zero. Um, the only thing, the good thing that I could say about it is that this is the one time of the year that people come to your home, <laughs> and That's it's a true. great opportunity to give them a gospel track, to give them absolutely, you know, a piece of literature about Jesus, and maybe throw in a something sweet to yeah. you know be kind to them. Uh, but that's it, right. Yeah, we want to talk about op- yeah. We do want to talk about the witnessing side of it. As, yeah. as as horrible as this whole thing is. And we shouldn't be involved in it, um, but we need to talk about the witnessing side and the witnessing element, which we will get to for we sure. Will. Because every everything is an opportunity. That's so everything true. is an opportunity. Praise God for that. Mm. Um, we should probably update everyone. There's been a bit of a problem with the code word. Okay. But uh, we have a new word. We have an addition to the code word. So it's now Halloween twenty two. All so right. sorry for those who tried um, before and it was the system was bucking you a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you text in Halloween, just the word Halloween, no space, Halloween 22, those two numbers, uh, to the number 0488 
then you can be in the running to receive one of the 10 prize giveaways that we have for the first 10 responders. Mm -hmm. So the code word again, Halloween 22. Nice and easy. Yes. Fantastic. All right, Sharissa. Well, I thought I'd share another interesting piece of history. Go for it. Go for it. (laughs) Because oftentimes you see around this time of year the jack-o'-lantern. The pu- that's the pumpkin that's oh, hollowed yes, out yes, with yes, the lantern yes, and yes, it kind of looks yes, a bit yes, spooky. Yes, 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 yes. You want to hear the history behind that? <laughs> <sighs> I'm putting my seatbelt on, folk. Put yeah. your seatbelts on, strap in. Who knows what's going to come out of Sharissa's <laughs> mouth. No. Tell us the truth. We want to know the truth. This is from Irish folklore. As the legend goes, a man named Jack, notorious for his clever but larrikin ways, he tricked the devil into climbing up a tree, and then he quickly carved a cross into the tree trunk, thus making it impossible for the devil to climb down. Now trapped, Jack made the devil swear that he would never tempt Jack to sin again, but not to be outwitted, the devil kept Jack from going to heaven when he died. Condemned to wander the earth at night until judgment day, Jack's ghost begged the devil for embers to to light his way. Though the devil had plenty of embers, he allotted Jack only one coal that would last only one night each year. In order to hold the ember, Jack chewed out the inside of a turnip. They didn't have pumpkins in Ireland. Pumpkin was an American adaptation. Carved the likeness of his own face into the shell and placed the ember inside. And thus, the apparently harmless lighted pumpkin face of the jack-o'-lantern is actually an ancient symbol of a damned soul. That's straight from the World Book Encyclopedia. Wow. Again, this is another reason why we should have nothing to do with the occultic practice of Halloween. Yeah. We should have – we're going to repeat this probably over and over again. We should have zero, zero interactions with that which is spiritualism, Mm -hmm. which comes in so many different shapes and Mm -hmm. sizes. Anything to do with spiritualism, we should have zero, zero connection with it. We ought to expose it. The Bible says, you know, um, expose the works of darkness, but have absolutely nothing to do with the works of darkness. Zero. Yes. Books, movies, video games, music, you you know, Halloween, whatever, you know, we should have zero to do with that. Yeah, and for people that are out there, they might be saying, okay, so what is spiritualism? Okay. How would we define that? Well, spiritualism, the foundation for spiritualism is that the dead are not dead. Mm-hmm. You know, that the that each person has an immortal soul. That sounds vaguely that's, familiar that's even the from the Bible. Lie. The yeah. first lie that Satan taught, the, the first a sermon, I should say, that, that that Satan preached in the garden to Eve was, you shall not surely die. Yeah. God said to her and Adam, the day that you eat of this tree, you will surely die. Satan comes along and he says, no, you will not surely die. Instead, you'll be just like God. Mm-hmm. And the Bible tells us that God alone is immortal. He alone is immortal, but he gives the gift of immortality to those that choose to serve him to those that choose to be part of his kingdom. It's a gift of immortality. But Satan comes along and says, no, uh, you have an immortal soul. Mm -hmm. And that belief, that lie has been passed down from the garden all the way down through the last 6,000 years of history. And basically every single world religion, every single tradition, every single culture has absorbed this lie that we have an immortal soul as well as a physical body. Mm-hmm. We have this dual aspect. It's called dualism, you know, where we've got an immortal soul that lives on, yep. and that's where you've got spirits, 
coming back and so on and so forth, um, as well as you've got the physical body that obviously goes into the ground, that turns to dust, but you've got this immortal soul that cannot die. And that is the lie that the Bible says in Revelation eighteen twenty three. it says by their sorcery, the entire world, the entire, the entire world was deceived. And so this will be at the very foundation of Satan's final attack at the end of time to receive worship, spiritualism, mm. you know, where where those who have died, um, you know, will supposedly come back to life. Yeah. And they are simply evil spirits that are impersonating the loved ones of individuals. And if you distill it even down further than that, to accept spiritualism as your truth is to put the word of, well, it's to put God's word second. Mm. So spirit, yeah, like it's allowing the devil's word to come first yeah. and God's word to come second. So whenever line. we, whenever we don't put God's word first, we're actually stepping into the grounds Absolutely. of spiritualism. The Bible is very clear: the dead know nothing. Yeah, you know the soul that sins that. shall die. Yeah, maybe you want to read a few of these scriptures. Uh, that's one that you've just. That's probably the first one I have here in my list. Um, Ecclesiastes nine five and six. Okay, let me. Click to that, Ecclesiastes. Do you have it there? Yep. Why don't you read it? Okay. It's a bit slow in getting there. It says, For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Also their love, their hatred, and their envy have now perished. Never more will they have a share in anything done under the sun. So they can't turn up. Nope, they can't. And visit you. That's right. Your dead loved ones. The Your dead loved ones can't cannot do that. come and visit you. So the Bible is very, very clear. Yeah. But then there may be people that have had their deceased loved ones visit them and they're like, that's not true. I've experienced it. Mm. What do we say to that? Look, what we need to say is that God has told us the truth regarding death. Mm-hmm. Um, death is a sleep, mm-hmm. a peaceful sleep unconscious to time, unconscious to surroundings, just a, a, a completely unconscious sleep. Those that uh, say that they have received a visit from a loved one, uh, this, the, the, the reality is, and I have to say the truth, that was not their loved one. Mm. That was not their loved one. That was an evil spirit impersonating their loved one. And we know that Evil spirits can impersonate our loved ones because the Bible says that Satan can transform himself into an angel of light. That's right. And the Bible even tells us that Satan at the very end of time, Jesus said in Matthew 24, that at the very end of time, Satan would seek to impersonate Jesus Christ himself. Wow. In order to deceive the world into receiving worship, which he has all... (laughs) Excuse me, that's the Malenkov. That's the Malenkov. Um, so, yeah. You just so, had to slip in there, didn't it? I, I didn't mean it just to. Just came I mean, out of nowhere. Every, every program, there's at least one Malenkov. Anyway, so, so Satan has always wanted worship. And so he will use uh, in a, people's uh, lack of understanding or belief in this lie from the garden in order to deceive people into worshipping him. That's the bottom line. This is like the glue Mm -hmm. that brings the whole world together in deception. There was also a story in the Bible about Samuel, the prophet Samuel, Samuel, who died, and then King Saul went to a witch. That's right, the witch of Endor. And he asked her to bring up Samuel because he wanted to seek counsel from the deceased prophet. And she 
supposedly saw him. <laughs> that wasn't Samuel. But it wasn't him. It wasn't Samuel. It was, a, it was an evil spirit impersonating the deceased Samuel. Abs- absolutely. And so, you know, we need to know what the Bible says because if we do not stick with what the Bible says, we will be deceived each and every time um, because Satan's too cunning. I mean, Satan, the first the first scripture that describes who he is in Genesis 3.1, it says he's cunning. Mm. The serpent was more cunning than any other, good, you know. Good point. Uh, cunning. Yeah. I mean, if you think of cunning. Crafty is crafty, another translation. Cunning, yeah, crafty, cunning, deceptive. You know, he's called that old serpent, you know, the deceiver. You know, he's the father of lies. Um, you know, he, he, he is the master deceiver. Mm-hmm. And so we need God's word in order to keep us. I'm just looking here for, is it um, Isaiah 8, you know, verse 20. It says, to the law and to the testimony. Yes. In, in other words, according to Scripture, if they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. But notice verse 19. Mm-hmm. This is verse 19. And when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and wizards who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living? Mm. I mean, how clear is that? So God is saying, you know, why are you consulting wizards yeah. and um, and those who mutter? Basically, you know, the the occult, Satan's Satan's um, servants. Why are you consulting them? Haven't you got the word of God? Mm. Should not the people of God seek the law and the testimony? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living? Makes no sense. Makes no sense. God speaks the truth right there. And, and, you know, again, just a couple of other verses maybe in the time that remains. Um, Psalm 146 verse 4, speaking of death, the Bible says, His breath goeth forth, he returneth to his earth. In that very day his thoughts perish. There is no consciousness in death, the Bible teaches. The dead know not anything. Psalm 6 verse 5, For in death there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave who shall give thee thanks? Mm. And this one's a really good one. Psalm 115 verse 17, The dead do not praise the Lord, nor any who go down into silence. Mm -hmm. And for many people who, sincere Bible-believing people, they, they have hold the idea that when we die, we go straight to heaven. But if that was the case, wouldn't the dead be praising the Lord in heaven? Right, exactly right. Well, I mean, in, in Acts, I think Peter says about, um, you know, our patriarch David, yeah, that he is in the grave, he's resting in the grave. I mean, David he didn't was, go anywhere. He didn't go anywhere. He was a man after God's own heart. That's Surely right. he'd be in heaven. So, yeah, this is one of the most misunderstood subjects in all of Scripture. We're going to be coming back to this and looking at it some more and exploring it. But in the meantime, we've got the news. We've got a song from the Forbes family, When I'm Sleeping in the Grave. When I'm sleeping in the grave Up on high that cannot rust When the glory morn shall break When my sleeping I awake For my Savior Well, he's home. 
to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio. The Breakfast Show, bits worth repeating. Who was the father of Muppum, Huppum, and Ard? I've been waiting all morning for this quiz question. This is, this is possibly <laughs> the most unfortunate children who have ever lived. <laughs> okay, who was the father of Muppum, Huppum, and Ard? A. Simeon, B. Benjamin, C. Gad, or D. Tuffum. That would fit. That would fit. But uh, but again, that question was: Who was the father of Muppum, Huppum, and Ard? So Lawson, uh-huh. if you have twins, do Muppum and Huppum straight up. <laughs> yeah. Bring back some Bible names, straight right? Straight up, Muppum and Huppum. 
Yeah. Oh, not only is that hilarious, but confusing. And it's so hard to say. Yes. Like, Huppum. It's just I, weird. I mean, you do Huppum. have to wonder. You do have to wonder whether these guys were twins. But imagine if these guys were twins and they were identical twins. Mm-hmm. Imagine how confusing that would be. Am I talking to Muppum or Huppum? Oh, it's so funny. This was a segment from this morning's breakfast show. Join in each weekday morning here on Faith FM. everyone you're listening to a repeat of our live show looking up that's right and if you think this is good you'll definitely want to tune in on wednesdays at 3 30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate there's a free giveaway that you can claim you can text in your questions and prayer requests live is so much more fun so catch you then looking into Well, you're on the Looking Up show, my dear friends. We are in the final stretch. I cannot believe it's five o'clock. I just mm-hmm. cannot believe it's five o'clock. I don't know where the time went. Um, but yeah, I was just listening into that to the tail end of the news clip. I'm not sure if you picked it up, Sharissa, but um, they've done a survey. I can't remember what the survey was. But 85% of parents are concerned about the mental health well-being of their children. That was surveyed. 85%. 85%. That's what mm-hmm. it said. And I'm sure that social media has a lot to do with it. A lot Because a lot of bullying happens there. Absolutely. So Mm. mental health um, challenges and issues have skyrocketed since the advent of the smartphone. Um, They've gone through the roof. So anyway, yeah, look, challenging times. And I really feel for parents Mm -hmm. that have got children in that space. And this is another sign that Jesus is coming. Because um, Jesus' heart must break for these poor children that are being bombarded by material and you know bullying that 
you know, we never had to deal with. I certainly never had to deal with, you know, mm-hmm. as a child. And they're being bombarded and they're not prepared for it. They're not, they're not, they don't have the mental capacity yeah. to be able to deal with this. They're, they're, they're kids. They're kids for crying out loud. And mm-hmm. they're not supposed to be exposed to this. They're supposed to grow up and enjoy, you know, a happy, innocent, protected to life. To be kids. They're to supposed kids. to be kids. Otherwise, what hope have they got? as they move into adulthood, you know, if they've got all this already. So anyway, these things tell us that Jesus is coming soon and I can't wait for him to make everything right. Amen. We should probably remind our listeners about our Oh, yes, tell them about Yes, indeed. So we have today's prize giveaway. We have... We had 10 copies available. There's a little bit less than that now. But it's a book called Beyond Death's Door, The Hope of Reunion. What does the Bible say about what happens when you die? It's actually a very hopeful subject, and uh, you will be really, really encouraged as you read it if you are not familiar. So if you would like to receive your free copy, we have just under 10 available left. So you simply have to text the word Halloween 22. Halloween with the numbers 22 right behind it uh, to the number 04888 mm, Cool, cool, cool. And before we move into the, the tail end of our, of our Bible study and some encouraging pointers that people can take on board regarding Halloween, I do need to give a big, big congratulations <laughs> to... Emerson and Jasmine. Yay. Emerson, the son of Shell, our producer. Mm-hmm. That's her son, Emerson. They've just had their nest grow. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. The Malenkov. The Malenkov. For the second time. And they've just had a beautiful little baby. So this is grandchild number three, four. Three. three grandchild number three. Thanksgiving four. is going to look different this year. <laughs> I know for Shell and Lyle, you got to see Shell. She is smiling She's from being... ear to ear. And little Audrey came into the world. How big? Five pounds six ounces. Oh, five pounds six. Oh, that's a good six, size. That's, that's a, good, a good, size. good size. That's a good size. And so little Audrey now joins Florence, fifteen-month-old Florence. So they've got two girls. Two girls. And that's beautiful names. Audrey that's really and Florence. special. Yeah, very special. So they're going to grow up together. Yeah. I had a sister too, just one oh. sister, and I wouldn't trade her for anything. No chance. Hey, what, 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 what difference is there I think there's the like 21 months between us. Oh, so you guys are pretty close as well. We we're very close. You kind of almost look like twins at times, you know? Well, if you saw us together, you'd change your mind. <laughs> But a lot of people say that. But you, know, but you see us together like, no, they're sisters, <laughs> not twins. You can definitely tell your sisters, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, congratulations, Cheryl. We're very, very pleased for you and uh, must be very special. Thank you very much. Yeah, it is. Must be very special. Yeah, wonderful. All right. Now that we have those congratulations um, yes. out of the way, Sharissa, do you want to sort of lead us? Well, you know, we've talked about some pretty dark history Mm. with Halloween and we've really given a pretty good, um, I think, emphasis on what the Bible says, that there is no life. Like when you die, the Bible, Jesus calls death asleep. He does. In fact, the Bible calls it asleep over 50 times, I believe. That's right. And so, you know, it's a little bit, you know, the way I like to understand it, it's like when you have a pile of wood, and then you have a pile of nails and then you put them together with a hammer and you build a box, mm. okay? But when you 
take the nails out and you put the wood back in a pile and the nails back in a pile or where did the box go? Nowhere. It simply ceases to exist. And it's the same with life. You know, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible gives us the formula for life. God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. So body, he formed us out of the dust of the ground, plus breath equals a living soul. And so, yeah, in death. It's, it's a person. A, yeah. a soul is a person. A soul is, we, fact, are, we are living The New living King James translates it as being. That's right. Living being. Whereas soul, King James, being, yeah. person. And uh, I think people get tripped up, Sharissa, when they read, you know, the, the spirit departs. That's right. And they think the spirit is the soul. But if you take a look at those words, spirit, um, in the New Testament and the Old Testament, if I remember correctly, the Old Testament word for spirit often is the word ruach, mm-hmm. which means breath, air, mm-hmm. wind. Um, and in the New Testament, it's pneuma, mm-hmm. you know, which also means spirit, wind, air, breeze. You know, we get pneumatic tools, you know, tools that are powered by air. So that's... I didn't know about those. That's, yeah, um, yeah so, so that's where the word comes from. You know, we have the English word pneumatic that comes from pneuma, mm-hmm. and that simply means air, breath, breeze, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so that's all that is. So the breath goes back to God. Who yep. gave it at the beginning and the body goes into the ground, into the soil from That's where right. it came. So death is simply the reverse of life. Exactly. That's as simple as it is. It's not meant to be complicated. But the the beautiful thing about the Bible's teaching on this, when the Bible calls death a sleep, is it's a sleep from which Jesus can wake us up mm. from. And when, our, when we give ourselves to Jesus, when we accept him as our Lord, death is not something to be afraid of. No. Because Jesus, it's just asleep, and then Jesus will wake us up when he comes. And I know my favorite book of the Bible, the Apocalypse, the book of Revelation, in chapter 1 there, Jesus says, I have the keys of Hades and of death. And he tells John, don't be afraid, I've got the keys. I'll, I'll open that grave. One of these days, Jesus will come, and he will open up every single grave for the last six millennia of individuals that have put their faith and trust in him, from the days of Adam and Eve all the way through to our day and until that trumpet sounds. Amen. Well, this particular day, October 31, you know, we've, we've looked at the dark history. And by the way, this, the barbaric practices that we talked about at the beginning of the program, um, they were openly practiced for hundreds of years until Rome uh, conquered Britain and outlawed it. Wow. So that's how it's, it changed a little bit. And, but, you know, there's another important history, mm-hmm. historic event that happened on October 31. Is it 1517? 1517. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Well, briefly, um, we have Martin Luther, mm-hmm. and he nailed the famous 95 Theses, as it's become known, on the Wittenberg Church University door. Nailed it. He nailed it, all right, and that, and that, and that set off um, what has become known as the Reformation. I mean, mm. that was like an atomic bomb that was dropped um, on Western Europe there in Germany, and it spread like wildfire throughout Europe, you know, that we are not saved by what we do. Uh, we're not saved through indulgences mm-hmm. and so on and so forth, which the church taught that, you know, you pay for the forgiveness of your sins and you can pay for the forgiveness of loved ones. You can pay for the forgiveness of those that have died, you know, that they would be taken out of hell or purgatory into heaven, that you're saved by God's grace alone. 95 reasons why we are saved by God's grace alone. And that was on October 31, uh, 1517, called, you know, All Saints Day. 
All Saints Day. That's a really wonderful history uh, to reflect on. And I'm sure Martin Luther had no idea what he was about to start when he nailed his ideas to the door. No, nah, he had no idea. Uh, he had no idea what was That was literally happen. like the bulletin board. That was like him putting up a post on Facebook. <laughs> that's that, true. That's putting up a post and all of a sudden that's that true. post has gone viral, has gone like around the world. Yeah, you amazing. Know, you don't think of your posts going viral, but that went viral. Yeah. That's probably the first viral post that we have in human history. You should preach on that too. Oh, that's another subject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of, oh, you, you've already got your topic. This I've got my topic. <laughs> so I guess, you know, as uh, from a from our listeners' perspective as Christians, we could talk about now how can we mm. harness this day yeah. for good? Yeah. Well, you know, the Bible says all things work together for good for those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. Not all things are good, but God can bring good out of all things. And we need to take every opportunity as a witnessing opportunity. And you were sharing with me earlier, you know, the reality, and I didn't think about that, on one day in the year, people come to your door. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can witness to them who come to your door. Yeah. Um, normally, you know, you have to go to someone's door if you want to witness door to door. But this time they're coming to you. So I think there, there's many ways to do it. I think the first thing is you want to be friendly. That yep. you don't want to, you know, greet them at the door <laughs> with uh, with a spiel on on where the origins of Halloween are. You know, you're gonna you're gonna freak out the kids. That's right. Um, and re- we've got to remember they, they, these kids and these families are our neighbours. That's right. You know, they're they're kind of not they're not coming like from you know, 50 kilometres away to knock in our neighbourhood. These are our neighbours um, that live in our street, that live in the surrounding streets. So the Bible says we need to share the truth in love. So how would you go about it? You need to befriend them, show them love. <laughs> like what I would do is um, maybe provide something healthy for them. Yeah, that's um, a great idea. You know, provide a little tract, which I think you might have shared earlier, you know, a little tract on Jesus and his love and the crucifixion of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, you know, what Jesus did, you know, um, I know, you know, it's coming up to Christmas. And so maybe a, a little book with, with baby Jesus in there, you know, and what he means mm-hmm. and the or salvation. you could write out a Bible promise. Yeah, a Bible promise. Put it with a sweet, uh, yeah. healthy sweet. Yeah, healthy sweet and um, so on and so forth. So I think just all that and just getting to know your, your neighbours and being friendly, using this as an opportunity to, yeah, just, just be kind and nice to them. Because the kids don't know, the parents have no idea. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just like people who, who worship on the wrong day. You know, you're not going to go there and give them, uh, you know, give them a mouthful um, mm-hmm. on a Sunday as they're leaving church. You're not mm-hmm. going to do that. Um, we need to always show Christ. We always mm-hmm. need to show, share the truth in love. Um, and maybe an opportunity will come along for, for you to be able to share with that family, with those kids, um, you know, that there's a better way forward, that this is not really... Um, something to be celebrated because mm. of where it comes from. Maybe the opportunity will come. But we first of all have to befriend people. We've got to win their confidence, show them kindness and sympathy, and then you know, and then we can invite them to follow Jesus. Amen, amen. I, I think uh, that's a really, really wonderful way of looking at this holiday opportunity as an opportunity for us to witness and to share the truth about and this, yeah, and the yeah, same to goes, share the love of God. Look, the same goes for Christmas, the same goes for Easter. They're not anywhere in the Bible. Those, those, those they celebrations. They've got pagan oranges. They've got pagan oranges. Absolutely, they do. And so, you know, we, we're not going to zero in and focus when it comes to sharing with others on the pagan origins. We're going to make the most of the positives that are in connection with Christ and his love and how they can be part of his kingdom. Amen. Looking up.
We've got to invite people to keep looking up, even even on Halloween when they come knocking on your door. Amen. Invite them to look up. <laughs> Amen. Well, I hope that our listeners have learned something new. I certainly have. I certainly <laughs> Me too. Have. I've forgotten some of these things, so it's good to uh, be reminded. But, yeah, definitely, uh, what have we got to look forward to as we keep studying the Bible together next week? Well, next week um, we've got a surprise for you uh, that <laughs> Sharissa and I and Shell are working on. So, but it's going to be an important subject. I think we may be looking at, um, you know, some 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 things that are making uh, sort of prophetic. Headlines. We kind of deal with it in, in quick 10, 15 minutes or some, sometimes longer. Um, but we may go a little bit deeper and just take a look at the U.S. and its role in Bible prophecy. Some of these things that are taking place right now, um, this pendulum swing that we keep talking about, we may look at that and just see what the Bible is saying in Daniel and Revelation in particular. Well, we might be able what to Jesus share had our, to say. And we might have stories to tell about who knocked on our door too. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if Shell comes knocking on my door, I'll be ready for her. <laughs> <laughs> With our little grandkids. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think they're up to that yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Folk, um, serious business. Um, yeah, do not be involved if you're a Christian. Do not be involved in this from the point of view in getting into the whole Halloween um, uh, atmosphere. Not wise to do for the reasons we've given, but use it as a witnessing opportunity. Well, we've got a song, The Downing Family. If that don't make you want to go, nothing will. John saw a golden city, New Jerusalem come down. Twelve jasper walls and gates of pearl, such splendor all around. And he tells about a river of life that flows beneath the throne, where we'll drink and live eternally in a mansion all our own. Oh, if that don't make you wanna go, brother, if that don't make of sin No sickness and no cross to bear and death can't enter in No fighting and no battlefields No war, no enemy Where the lamb and lion lay side by side in that land of perfect peace Oh, if that don't make you want to go Brother, if that don't make you want to go Sister, if that don't make you want to go I don't know what does No worries and no fear our faith will be made side it's a glorious land of endless day where jesus is the light got a lot of friends and loved ones there and a savior i will meet and i'll lay my crown of jewels down when i bow at jesus feet oh if that don't make you want to go 
brother, if that don't make you want to go, sister, if that don't make you want to go to heaven, I don't know what does. I don't know what That was the Downing family. If that don't make you want to go, hope you enjoyed that piece of <clears throat> of music. Now, Sharissa, my friend, these are the final few moments mm-hmm. that we have left together. And um, if our listeners would like that book that we're giving away, there's still a few left. This is your last opportunity. How can they get hold of it, Sharissa? Yes, I think if this subject today was maybe new to you, if the Bible study that we had shared some things you hadn't thought about before, you should really you should really try and get the last few that remain here. We had 10. We have a little bit less than that now. The book is Beyond Death's Door, The Hope of Reunion by Gerald Wheeler. And again, it's just teaching us, I mean, it explores what the Bible says about the subject of death. And yeah, there are many conflicting views about the afterlife. This book will help you make sense of those views as far as what the Bible teaches. So uh, the, num- the number to text, the word Halloween Two two. That's Halloween twenty two. Text that to zero four triple eight one seven six two four. So text the code word Halloween with the numbers two two straight behind it. Halloween twenty two zero four triple eight one seven six two four, and that book will be coming to you. Fantastic! Thank you so much for that, Sharissa. Well, Sharissa, do you have some final words of encouragement for our listeners today? Yes, I do. And I think, um, you know, we've talked a lot about the deception and mm. the whole, the evil history behind this, this, um, holiday that we call Halloween. But, you know, God has revealed to us in His Word the truth about what happens mm. when we die. Why does He do that? Because He loves us and He doesn't want for us to be caught up in deception, mm. to be on dangerous ground. He cares about us too much to leave us in danger's way. And true, so, true. Um, I'm very thankful that God has made it possible for us to know the truth and to study his word. And so I'd encourage our listeners, you know, um, don't just go along with things just because, you know, they're there, but really explore them. Make sure you are, you know what you believe and why you believe it from God's word. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, that would be my encouragement. Amen. Amen. And, um, and I just want to yeah go to that beautiful passage that I Pretty much every time I conduct a funeral service, I share these words at the graveside as a word of encouragement, as a word of hope from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, where Paul writes, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, Mm. lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. There's that sleeping in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord 
that we by that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, amen. comfort one another with these words. Beautiful amen, words. Amen. Beautiful words. Well, time for us to pray, my friend. In the few moments we have, would you be able to lead us in prayer? Dear Lord, we're so thankful for your word, which is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Mm, We thank you for the hope that we have because of Jesus, that death is not the end, that there is the hope of a resurrection when Jesus comes, if we've put our faith and trust in him. We pray for our friends who've been listening to our program. We ask that you would bless them in a special way. And as each one of us seeks to know you better, we pray that your Holy Spirit would guide us as we seek to align our lives to by the principles of your word. Help us to better know you as we study the Bible. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, folks, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we have the Drive Time Show from South Australia coming up next. Otherwise, we look forward to seeing you next week, same time, same place. And remember, fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. So keep on looking up. Until next week, God bless and bye for now. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up. Don't give up should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares he will cast Into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me